Hey everybody, welcome to, welcome back. We are, actually we're back um, to another episode, I believe this is episode 12 of Share Geekdom. I am your host, Black Barbie 116 And I am Mr. Chris. So we have taken, a, we took a bit of a hiatus, um, it was probably like a month, um, life, kids, um, catching up on some stuff that we had missed. Um, so our plate is and then plus recording and editing the way that we was sucked yes so so we've upgraded we got a little bit simpler simpler equipment so hopefully this will be easier to do come out a little bit crisper cleaner and i won't spend three or four hours trying to piece together four different pieces of audio from three different computers and aka we spent we spent a lot of money. We didn't spend that much money. Yeah, not much, but we, we spent quite quite a bit. Yeah. I'm just cheap. So today we're going to go over, um, well, Black Widow, our thoughts on that. Suicide, the, the Suicide Squad, I'm sorry. It's not Suicide Squad 2. The Suicide Squad, Loki. And we're also going to go over What If. What If has started on Disney+. Plus. Um, we'll talk a little bit about wrestling and what's going on. Me and Mr. Chris are going to give our um, opinions about a few things with a little bit of wrestling. But mostly we're here talking about all things today, mostly Marvel and DC. Um, and possibly some, we'll get into some video game news. So first, what I want to get into is Loki. But before we do that, are you ready to roll? Oh, dang it, you didn't play the music? Oh, see, I'm rusty. Been gone a month. So, okay. Go ahead and play the theme. Okay, so we're just going to get started with Loki. False start, my bad people. Rusty. Throw a flag on the play. Ten-yard penalty. Somebody was a little late playing the theme music, but okay. How was I? Because you're supposed to lead into it. Okay, well. It's you, supposed to be like, hey, you ready to get the show started? Yeah, we're ready to go. Theme music. Whatever. I don't like that, but whatever. Next time. That's how we've done it every time, so. We'll do better next time. She'll do better next time. Okay. So we're going to start off with Loki because we <laughs> we finished up Loki a month ago. Um. It's been announced that Loki is getting a season two. Mr. Chris, how did you feel about Loki? I liked it. Um, it's weird, but weird in a good way. Because, like, I, I don't know. It, it, had, it had to have a season two. It had to. I mean, the way it ended, it's just like, you know, you kind of know what's going on, but you kind of don't. And it's like, I need a little bit more clarification, so... But, I mean, overall, I liked it. I, you know, I enjoyed the, the storyline, and I enjoyed the characters. And all together, I mean, it was just a pretty solid series. I mean, overall, I liked it. Um, I have no complaints. Um, shout out to Jonathan Majors for doing his thing as, uh, what was he called? He wasn't called Kang, but we know that his variant is coming, and his variant is Kang. Um so shout out to him because I thought he did a, a heck of a job. He did a really good job in Lovecraft Country. 
Um, if you haven't seen Lovecraft Country, it is on HBO Max. It's not getting a season two, which I'm upset about, which it was supposed to be a whole new, different storyline, kind of like Tales from the Crypt kind of thing, uh, where it's different every time. Upset about that, but shout out to him, and we know he is going to be the main Marvel villain. And then shout out to Marvel for actually using the TV shows to set up the next set of movies. Um Overall, I'm excited for a season two. I think for me, it was, it. I mean, it was pretty good. Now, Mr. Chris, I have a question for you. Out of the three Disney Plus shows we've seen, WandaVision. Um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And Loki. Which one was your, you answered the question yeah, for Yeah, I mean, me. I already knew where you was going with that. I was going to say that too. I actually enjoyed the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And also, breaking news, shout out to Anthony Mackie for now signing on to be in the fourth Captain America movie. He is now signed on as Captain America. I don't know how long we're going to keep him as Captain America, but he is going to be in Captain America 4 as Captain America. So shout out to him. Hopefully Sebastian Stans comes back and reprises his role as Falcon. I mean, not Falcon, but as Winter Soldier. It's been a long time, okay? So I don't know. He was kind of leaning to he wasn't going to come back. But shout out to Anthony Mackie. So also, now we're going to get into Black Widow. Um, Black Widow has now been out for like a, over a month now. Um, I actually enjoyed the film. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But I mean, we all know Black, we all know that... Um, Natalia dies. We all know that. There's no Natasha. I've been reading the comics, so they call her Natalia in the comics and they call her Natasha. It's a trade-off. But we all know she dies, and we all know that Yelena's probably going to take up the mantle of Black Widow. Well, she was a Black Widow. So, are you excited to see Yelena Belova as the new Black Widow? I Honestly, yeah. I mean, I liked, I liked her character. I liked the way that she... Um... You know, I like the way they presented it. She kind of had that sarcastic, you know, uh, kind of comedy to her, but would kick your ass at the same time. So, you know, I like the character. It's a little bit, to me, it's a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say relatable, but it's a little bit more entertaining than Natasha. Or Natalia, however they want to say it. But, uh... (laughs) We do know she loves pockets, and we do know that she does not like the the pose. That was hilarious to me. Because, I mean, now that I think about it, you go back to every mo- She does that pose and flips her hair back. That, yeah. That's just like with Deadpool and the whole superhero when they jump from high. And they, do, they all do that. Maybe it's good on the knees or, or bad, not so bad on the ankles. I don't know. But overall, Black Widow is a good movie. I'm kind of upset that Scarlett Johansson has decided to sue Marvel. And basically, they've now washed their hands of her. They don't want her involved in anything else because she's suing because she said that Disney Plus cut into her money. So, sure, you know, good luck to you, Scarlett Joe. Um, DC has reached out to her to play a character in their movie. I was like, well, what is she going to do? But who knows? It's Scarlett Johansson. She'll land on her feet somewhere. She'll be in one of them no-name characters that just pops up and it's like DC. 
Now, DC will probably have her play Harriet Tubman. Hey, she... People are still mad about the whole Ghost in the Shell thing. That movie was garbage, by the way. But, shout-outs to her. And also, shout-outs to her and Colin Jost. They just had a new baby. I think they named the baby Cosmo. I don't know what Hollywood and these weird names. But, yeah, shout-out to them. Congratulations. But, yes, Carly Johansson, you will land on your feet somewhere. I'm just upset that you're not going to be with uh, Marvel anymore. So, now, what are we moving on to now? The Suicide Squad. Okay, so Mr. Chris never seen the first Suicide Squad movie. I've seen parts of it. Okay, he saw parts of the first movie. Okay, so I have a little bit of an inner, uh, internal conflict because I'm trying to figure out which movie was better. Um, the first movie was more serious. It had a more serious tone to it. The first movie was direct, directed by David Ayers. If you know David Ayers, he directed the Deadpool, the first Deadpool movie. Um... But then The Suicide Squad, can't call it Suicide Squad 2, The Suicide Squad was directed by James Gunn. If you know James Gunn, he is def he directed Guardians of the Galaxy um, and a couple other films. But to me, I felt like The Suicide Squad was more like a rated R version of Guardians of the Galaxy. It was good, but I, I definitely got Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy vibes because of the music the the way the transitions from chapter to chapter were um i thought both movies were good now story one lie storyline wise two was a little bit better because one was kind of weird one was kind of like we take a group we slap them all together she's got these collar things on her necks and if they mess up they blow up same premise for the second one though but the first one, they really, they were chasing after something. I don't know. And then the Enchantress ends up turning on everybody. And then she's the main villain. I mean, I don't know. what. I don't know. If you're out there listening and you're in our Sheer Geekdom group on Facebook, let me know which one did you like better. Did you like The Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad? John Cena stole the show in that movie, though. He really did. You didn't like The Peacemaker? I mean, it was it was an alright character. I wouldn't say it stole any damn thing. I think he was more funny than I thought he would have been. That's just like I said, because you are a mark for John Cena. I I am, but he was funny in cock blockers though. But I mean, I he plays those roles so well. But I think it's because he in WWE he's such a cookie cutter, you know, Super Cena that when we get him in these movies. He's raunchy. He's weird. I mean, he looked like Joe Swanson when they was at in the freaking little town when Joe Swanson had legs. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, Eldris, Eldris Elba did a good job, too, but I almost felt like that could have been Will Smith's character again. Because it was almost the same premise. You have a guy who is an accurate shot, has a kid, and he's trying to protect his kid. Now, in Will Smith's case, he was trying to protect his kid because I think he was in jail or whatever. And he was trying to basically still stay in his child's life but send money. And then Eldris, the exchange with him and his daughter at the jail was pretty good. I actually liked it. But I don't know. Margot Robbie's Margot Robbie. I'm not even going to get into that because, you know, she, I, I like her as Harley Quinn. And then dude who was uh, 
Colonel Flag or whatever. I liked him. I liked his character. I don't know if they're going to do a three. I think they should. Or I don't even know if you can't even say three, but I don't know if they're going to do another one. I hope they do. I don't know, but I'm just like, fuck Amanda Waller. I cannot stand that motherfucker. Viola Davis did her job. Yes, she did. And now I will say this. That's on par. Her casting in that role is on par with Patrick Stewart being Charles Xavier. But still, I, every time I see her pop the fuck up, I'm like, oh, this bitch. Something bad's about to happen. Hey, the chick, when she whacked her in the head, it's like, yeah. She had a headache after that, too. She didn't have very much of a... She had a presence in this one, but she didn't have... Like, in the first one, she had a little bit more of a presence. So, I don't know. It depends on how you define presence. Because, I mean... She might not have been on screen a lot. But she definitely had a huge presence well, yeah. within the movie and the story. Well, I think that's everything. what I was getting at. She, was, she wasn't on screen as... But I think it's because they were also filming this during COVID. They were trying to do go back and try to film some things. So, that's probably why, but... I don't know. I like. She did a good job. She does. She does a great job, and that's what makes me say, you know, fuck her. I think she's an ego. Not Viola Davis. Yeah. No. no, love her. Yeah, she's an ego. Amanda Waller. Fuck her. Yeah, Amanda. Yeah. Oh God, we could. We need to do an episode about Amanda Waller because that woman, man, Batman Beyond. I mean, it's like you. I'm just going to say that. You, you can't hate her because she does what needs to be done. No, you can hate her. But then you can hate her because of the things that she does that needs to be done. It's what, like, shit. What she did to, what's his, is his name, Ter- Terry McGinnis? What she did to that family, that was wrong. She's done a lot of fucked up shit to a lot of people. But that was wrong. She's done a lot of wrong Because you know, you know what she did, didn't you? To how That's how we got Terry and he became Batman. She took... Bruce's DNA and injected into the dad posing as a flu shot because they found the perfect parents. And basically Terry is Bruce's son because the world needed Batman. That was at the end of Justice League Unlimited. And I was like, whoa. She crazy. Because she said the world needed another Bruce Wayne. So this whole, if you ever watched Batman Beyond and we thought, you know, when the series entered, like debuted in 99 and we're thinking that this kid just stumbled upon Bruce. Come to find out, if you watch towards the end of Justice League Unlimited, it was all a big setup. And what, and I mean, wait, way to go for Bruce Timms and I think, I think it's Paul Dini for playing the long game by saying, hey. Batman Beyond, 1999, Justice League Unlimited, I want to say ended in, what, 2010, 2011, maybe. Playing the long game like that. And then making it all, Terry is Bruce's But the question is, was she wrong, though? No. Because, I mean, apparently the world did need another Bruce Wayne. They did need another Batman, or Terry would have never had to take up the role. No. So, I mean, that's like I said, you... I think Bruce was wrong for knowing and not saying nothing. Well, yeah. But it's kind of like the whole argument with Thanos. It's like the the idea and, and you know, it, it it's... Or the... Not the idea, but the... Um, the meaning behind 
the things that they do make sense. It's like, okay, I got you. It's the delivery. It's the way they do it. It's the links that they will go in order to make that happen. That it's kind of like, whoa, hold on. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the whole thing with, you know, with Magneto. Same difference. Understand where he's coming from. It's just the way he does it. It's kind of questionable. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't put Magneto up there because Magneto, to me, uh, his is more so I got tired of getting beat down by the man. So now I'm about to show the man. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying is that it's still questionable because, yeah, you might be targeting, you know, the right people sometimes. But in the same instance, they're targeting innocent people. Yeah, because he doesn't like humans at all. So, I mean, it's just one of them things where it's like I understand and I feel you. But whenever, you know, the innocent people really get swept up into what's going on, then that's kind of where it's like maybe we need to find a different way to do this. Well, speaking of Thanos, we're going to segue into the what ifs. Um, what if started on Disney Plus um, August 11th, I believe. The first episode was what if um, Peggy Carter became, or I don't know if it's what if Peggy Carter became Captain America, but what if she got the super soldier serum? We're going to say that. Um, I thought the episode was pretty good. But it was, um, I don't know, for the most part, it was a little boring to me. You didn't like it? I mean, you liked it? No, I mean, I'm shaking my head because I'm like, I don't know what you're sitting over here pointing at. Um, my bad. I was just pointing at something. Um, overall, I thought the episode was just a little, it, it was okay. I thought it was a little bit boring. Um Animation-wise, gave me big Don Bluth vibes. Um, if anybody knows who Don Bluth is, you know, he's done, like, our favorite cartoons growing up, like um, Rock-A-Doodle. I actually like that cartoon. Um, Anastasia, who's now a Disney princess. I mean, I, the animation was really good in the show. And, I mean, it was a really good story. It told a different... It was different because, um, like, we had had to remind our son last night when we watched the second episode is that these are ultimate universes this is like what if this happened in a and it's um it's an ultimate universe so that goes into episode two episode two is what if t'challa became star lord this episode was very very entertaining um number one Thanos is no longer a bad guy. He's a good guy. And then they were making a joke about, you know, that sounds like genocide. And he's like, you know what? It's not genocide. It's just being selective. I thought that was hilarious because he's trying to justify genocide, the genocide that he caused. Um, overall, Chad, Chadwick Boseman reprised his voice as T'Challa. Almost everybody came back. I think the only person that wasn't was Batista. That wasn't his voice. But everybody else had reprised their roles. Chris Pratt was back as um, Peter Quill. Kurt Russell was back as... Um, what is his... I think his name... I don't know what his name... He's Ego, the living planet, but he had a name. Spartax. I think it's Jason Spartax. He he was back as his... You know, And that was cool at the end with the Dairy Queen. Um, for the most part, episode two was really good. I'm... I'm looking forward to seeing the Spider-Man being a, a, I think he's going to be a zombie hunter. I'm 
excited to see that episode because they said they had to scale back on it because it became too dark. And Disney was like, wait a minute. We got to make it a little bit lighter because kids are watching. But technically, they wanted to do the story of what if Peter Parker became the man spider. Like when he, you know, mutated into a whole full spider and he was going to kill the villains. But they had they scratched that storyline because they said it was too dark. But in the comic books, he became a spider and killed people. So, Mr. Chris, what did you think about the first two episodes of What If? I'm with you on the, um, you know, the one with Peggy Carter. It was kind of slow. Not a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of action going on. But I, what I did like about it was how they, you know, they, they continuously touched on the fact that a woman got the super soldier serum. And them being pissed off that that was not how it was supposed to go. And they're like, you're a woman. You you shouldn't have done this. You screwed everything up. And, you know, and then her whole thing of, well, hold my beard. So, I mean, I did like that aspect of it. And, and the storytelling of it was good. It was just that the, you know, the action was just kind of. It was like last year. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. But I love the storyline. The storyline was great. And T'Challa being Star-Lord. It, that was great. It was, it was a great episode. A lot of things going on. A lot of, you know, you're you're seeing certain characters. And I think that's the one thing that makes it, you know, the whole series so special. is just that you're seeing characters in a whole different way, in a whole different light. Just like, you know, with Thanos. To see him acting the way that he was, it's just like, it's something different. It's something new. And it's interesting. But, I mean, overall, so far, the first two episodes have been really good. Yeah, and then, like I said, shout out to, you know, Josh Brolin. He reprised his voice as Thanos, or he came back as his role at Thanos. Um, Michael Rooker. Um, Haley Atwell, she came back as the voice of Peggy Carter. There was only a few people who did not come back. Like, I know Batista didn't. He wasn't the voice of um, Drax and... Chris Evans wasn't the voice of Steve Rogers. Now I will say this in that one. I did like the fact that they kept Steve, Steve Rogers alive and they kept him an integral part of the episode. I mean, I did like that, even though old girl towered over him like a Hulk, but supposedly our next round of Disney plus shows Marvel wise. Um, she Hulk has just finished rapping. Um, she Hulk is now being pan. It's now being, um, viewed as a comedy yeah it's a it's a comedy series so um, I'm curious to see how that's gonna go I'm like what's she gonna do be the lawyer to all the superheroes I don't know because typically she is so that just wrapped I believe Miss Marvel has been wrapped up they're saving it for when a certain amount of movies come out um um Re, uh, Riri Williams, the Ironheart show hasn't started yet, but it's going to start soon, they say. And then, again, we're looking forward to seeing um, all of our movies that are coming out. Spider-Man, No Way Home, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and The Eternals. I just watched another trailer of The Eternals, and I kind of want to see it, but it looks a little boring, but I'm still going to watch it. So, But also, in Marvel news... Supposedly, Sony is going to sell off their Spider-Man um, characters to Marvel. 
So whenever we get the Spider-Man, the, the Mouse Morales Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse 2, um, we may be seeing a Marvel an MCU crossover. Don't know how. Um, don't know if Tom Holland or any of the other two Spider-Mans are going to be involved. But they have said that Marvel and Sony are now in a working relationship for the Into the Spider-Verse characters. So, even though I thought Miles Morales wasn't a Sony character, but I don't know. I don't even know how that works. Marvel just is weird. But other than that, that is all of our, I believe, all of the stuff that we've called up, we've seen. Well, I wonder if if that's the case, and I guess we're going to have another reboot of a Venom character? No, if supposedly Venom... Okay, so what I've been reading is that uh, at first, Venom was supposed to be this whole Marvel villain-verse. Like, it was supposed to be a whole villain-verse of all the villains, Spider-Man villains, Sony was supposed to kick it off. Venom was supposed to be the first movie, and then we're supposed to be getting the Sinister Six. So I don't know. I don't... Because now that they're sharing with D Disney, I don't know. And supposedly, they're supposed to be bringing Venom... They're supposed to be bringing Spider-Man characters over into the MCU. So, I mean, the thing is, the, the deal that Marvel did back in the 90s. But th that's the thing about it, though, is that the whole, you know, the Venom movies is not set in the same universe as Spider-Man. So now you're answering your own. You're not, you're not answering your own question. But now we're getting into when Doctor Strange film comes out. Because supposedly Doctor Strange's film, The uh, Madness of the Multiverse, it's supposed to answer a lot of questions. And a lot of people said this is where we're probably going to get, we're probably going to see Fantastic Four, X-Men, Venom, the Venomverse. Because supposedly Tom Hardy's been in talk with Mark, with D, with Disney. So, you don't know. We just have to see Doctor Strange's film to see what we're going to get. I mean, I'm just saying because we already know we're going to have a reset with the Fantastic Four. We know we're going to have a reset with the X-Men. You know, all of these other characters that was outside the MCU, we know we're getting a reset besides Spider-Man. But that was because they had their agreement, you know, mm -hmm. between Sony and and Disney. Well, technically, we did get a reset with Spider-Man because you got a whole new Tom Holland. And, and like I said, and according to No Way Home and Madness of the Multiverse, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are showing up in some way, shape or capacity. We just don't know what and how. We can speculate. Everyone thinks it's, they're going to be Peter Parkers of different universes. But they said this is how we're going to tie all of this stuff into a big bowl. Just like the New Mutants, the whole Fox Marvel stuff is all going to be tied up into a big bowl. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's what I'm wondering, though, because we know how, you know, they've been doing it with the MCU is that everything they've done has been tied in together. It's always a bigger picture. And it's like whenever you're bringing things in from the outside, are you, you know, are you looking for a way to fit that in? Or is it, you know, going to kind of throw a wrench in it to where you, like I said, you're going to have to reset the whole thing. Well, according it's to... It's just like if you look at the Netflix series. Mm -hmm. You know, your Daredevil, your Luke Cage, your Jessica Jones, your Iron Fist. They're not trying to revisit that. 
So if we see them come back, unless they happen to, you know, bring the actors back into, you know, to, to step back in their roles. But other than that, they're, they're acting as if those series never happened. The only one who's been asked back to be in any series is Charlie Cox. And he's supposed to be in the new Spider-Man film. But yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. But at the same time, it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's the Netflix series, because they've said it themselves, that they're not canon. Mm -hmm. That we're not considering them a part of the MCU. Right. So it's like I said, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they bring all the people in and how many of the, you know, the roles stay the same. How many actors stay the same, how many they change up, whether they do complete resets. You know all this and that, so it'll just, it'll be interesting to see where they go with all that. Yeah, I think for the most part, with the and the only ones I really know is the Fox series. That I do know that Kevin Feige, Kevin Fine, whatever however you say his name, he does have a um, like he said he has a vision for those because he said that. Um, they are a part of a multi-universe because he does acknowledge like that's the whole like the whole Logan film. The whole Logan film is different from the X-Men films and X-Men First Class. And then when they did Days of the Future Past, that's different, too. I mean, I don't know. But supposedly Loki's series with the variants and the time streams. And and then, you know, when the ancient one was sitting there explaining to Bruce Banner about how every time somebody takes one of the stones, it branches off something new. All of that supposedly we're supposed to get answered in between Spider-Man's film and um, Doctor Strange's film. So we should get some answers. Because we could be here all day speculating. Oh, oh, oh. There's one thing that we we forgot to mention. What's that? With the Black Widow movie. Oh, what's that? There was no Stan Lee cameo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Really wasn't. Because, I mean, I figured they would have tried to do something, you know, to, to fit him in, in there, even if it was just like a, a voice on an answering machine or anything. I thought they would have tried to fit him in there. Yeah. I just, just something that I noticed about that was kind of strange because we went through all of these movies seeing Stan Lee make an appearance in some way, shape, or fashion. And even in, you know, in the animated films and the animated series, he was always making an appearance. So it's just kind of weird to see that. Yeah. Them not try to involve him at all. Yeah, for the most part, that was. But supposedly they were saying that Ryan Reynolds wants to take over that role of Deadpool being in the series. But we don't know. No one knows until, like I said, we got our first crossover where he and... uh Korg from the Thor movies, the rock dude, they reviewed the fun, they reviewed the the free guy, but that's because what's his name, uh, Tatiki, uh, uh, Waikiki, whatever his name is, the guy who's director of Thor and Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, he's in Free Guys, the bad guy, um, and he also was Korg in the Thor movies, and uh, yeah, so. That's the only reason why we got that crossover. I mean, I don't know. Marvel is just weird at this point. DC is like, I want them to do better. I want to see better films, but it's like Marvel's knocking it out the park, and it's like, 
dang, DC ain't gonna never be able to catch up. Yeah, we- but I mean, that's like I said, DC doesn't have to catch up. Because I mean, it's like you don't have to. Because the thing about the MCU is they're playing the long game, the very long game. I mean, I, the way that they're running this, this whole thing is gonna go past us. Yeah. Like, it's gonna keep on going past us. And it's all gonna be one long ass story. DC doesn't need to do that. That box set, though, is going to be very expensive when it's all said oh, yeah. and done. I mean, hell, if you get the box set now with most of the movies, and, I mean, these are not including the Black Widow. It's not including, I think at this, this time, it wouldn't even include Captain Marvel. The box set alone for the Infinity series, that thing was like almost $400. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, yes. Like I said, DC, they need to follow their own path and they really need to focus on each individual movie and not so much trying to fit a bunch of stuff together, which we've had this conversation before. I just feel like that they just try to rush everything out because of the success that they was having with, you know, Marvel was having with the Avengers and all that. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is that Marvel was already doing everybody's, you know, solo films and backstories and all that before they came out with you know the avengers and all of that linked together so it was kind of like here you go but dc they just i mean they just they need to do their own thing because let's keep it real when the the biggest to me the biggest difference between dc and and marvel is that dc is just always fucking dark it's always dark it's deadpool said that Always says, this is a DC film. It's so dark. Yeah, it's always dark. So, I mean, that's a whole different, you know, uh, feel, a whole different atmosphere that you don't get in Marvel. You don't have a whole lot of, you know, really dark, I don't want to say storylines, because they do get kind of dark with storylines in the comics, at least. But, you know, you don't really have a whole lot of, you know, dark settings and, and, and dark, you know, really dark disturbed characters and all that like DC does and they really need to you know they they need to capture that and they really need to run with that aspect of who they are as you know as a a company and as their characters keep it dark DC that's what y'all that's what y'all are but they want to grab the kids too but the kids ain't gravitating to y'all though Kids only like Batman. I mean, keep it. Let's keep it all the way one hundred when it comes to children and kids. Probably, I want to say under the age of twelve, they only like Batman. If you ask, like, if you ask our son, he's Marvel all day long. Now, when I was his age, I was Marvel. But I mean, Marvel was always in your face. What was in our face as kids? on Saturday mornings or during the week. You had X-Men and you had Batman. Well, you got those Spider-Man in there, too. Well, uh, yeah, too. Spider-Man. And then, I, as I got a little older, then here comes Superman, the animated series. Which, don't get me wrong, that was a great series. But it was so heavily based off of Batman. The same people who worked on Batman worked on Superman. But it's like I'm saying, it's, it's almost like when it comes to DC and their characters, they always have some type of identity crisis. Because it's like with Batman, look how many different types of Batmans we've had. We had the Adam West Batman, which was very campy, very lighthearted. 
then you turn around and you have, you know, your Val Kilmer Batmans, your, you know, all these other Batmans, and they all have kind of a different feel to them. And it's like, we need some type of, you know, we need some consistency with what y'all are doing. Well, they wanted consistency with Ben Affleck, but Ben Affleck didn't want to do a standalone Batman film because Justice League flopped. Well, that was their first mistake is getting Ben Affleck he to be didn't, Batman. He was a better Bruce Wayne. I will give you that. Because are you trying to tell me that Val Kilmer was not that great of a Batman? No, he wasn't. Val Kil- George Clooney was... I, and if you disagree with me about George Clooney, I don't care because I'm going down this hill. George Clooney was not a good Batman. Not at all. He wasn't a good Bruce Wayne. He wasn't a good Batman. The only reason why we got George Clooney as Batman is because of ER. ER was the hottest show on TV in the 90s, the late 90s, mid-90s. It was the hottest show on TV. Val Kilmer didn't want to reprise his role as Batman, so we ended up with freaking George Clooney. He was not a good Batman. He was not a good Bruce Wayne. Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton wasn't... Michael Keaton wasn't a good Batman. He was a better Bruce Wayne. Like, I think for me, there's, like, when it comes, and I'm passionate about this, when it comes to Batman, there's only two of the people that I can say are was good all around. And you're going to laugh. Adam West was good at that time because Batman comics were going to that campy 60s, you know, LSD, trippy, he was a good Batman. He was a good Bruce Wayne. Christian Bell was a good Batman and a Bruce Wayne. His Bruce Wayne was a little dry, but he was good at both. Them the only two that I can say that was consistently around the board better as both Bruce Wayne and Batman. You know what? Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, with the Adam West Batman series... There wasn't a whole lot of Bruce Wayne in it. No, they were. They only answered the phone, and then it was like. Dah, 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 dah. No, I mean, I'm just saying. I just, you know, when you said that, I just really thought about it. I'm like, there wasn't really a whole lot of him being Bruce Wayne. There was only like maybe a few episodes where like Bruce Wayne got kidnapped, and then you know you had Robin come save him. You know what I'm saying? There was only a few times. Or the one time where Bruce Wayne got kidnapped and then Alfred dressed up as Batman to come save him. I mean, there wasn't that many. Yeah. The, the, the Batman series was, because it, it was like the comic book at the time. Bruce Wayne didn't have a backstory in the 60s and 70s. I mean, not seven. No, in the 70s he did. They started doing more. That's when, in the 70s with DC, they started. Ta- they took Wonder Woman out of her costume and made her more of an agent. They took. They they did more about Bruce Wayne, less about Batman. In the sixties, it wasn't like that. It was they were in costume twenty four seven. The only superheroes that went on DC was probably Superman, because even Hal Jordan, when he got the ring, he was just Green Lantern all the time. He didn't go back to being a test pilot for real. The Flash, the Flash. The, well, not J, not not Jay, but when you get to Barry and Wally, it wasn't so much about them. It was more about being the Flash. There was really no the human side, the 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 non costume side. So, but I mean, do you disagree with me though? No, no, I don't. Like if you think if you think about it, like look at the Batman's, like all of them. 
I'm not counting Robert Pattinson because I have not. I've seen the trailers. They're just dark. I can't think of anybody inside out. And I'm not counting uh, Kevin Conroy because he's the iconic voice of Batman. And he also played Batman on the uh, Batgirl series or whatever. But looking at the ones that were consistently in Batman's. Michael Keaton. So we're just going to say it like this. When you look at when you look at Batman, whether it be a television series or a movie, if it's not the Adam West Batman series and if it's not the Dark Knight Batman trilogy, the rest of it's trash. Ah, uh, no, okay, I can't, I can't say that because Batman Returns is my favorite movie out of the, all of the Batmans. That's because I love Michelle Pfeiffer and I loved her as Catwoman. That's why. <laughs> but I mean, that's me being a kid. I'm not saying the movies were trash because they really weren't trash. No, it was trash. Batman Returns was not trash. But it was trash. No, it wasn't. Okay, so let's okay. So we since we go in there, who's 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 the better Joker? Who was the better Joker out of all of them? Everybody's gonna say Heath Ledger. I don't think Heath Ledger was, and I think because he died again, too soon. Again, it's on how you look at it. But I'm looking because at, if you look at Joker for how he was in the comics, yes, he was silly, but he was crazy. He was fucking nuts and. Heath Ledger pulled that out better than anybody else. If you look, which I'm like I said, Adam West Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy. If you look at, uh, you know, Cesar Romero as the Joker, he was the top Joker at the time for that version of Batman. Damn it, because that's who I was going to say. Jack Nicholson was not far off. Jack Nicholson was no, I mean, not he far was, off. He was good, but I, like I'm saying, if you're if you're going to rank them, Heath Ledger's was the best for that character, that version of the Joker. And like I said, Cesar Romero, his version of the Joker for that campy series of the Batman was Okay, good. so, because if most of you guys don't know, but Mr. Chris probably does know, the Killing Joke is probably one of my favorite. It's not even not one. It's my favorite Batman storyline. The Killing Joke. I don't like the animated version because they did it wrong. They did it wrong. They had some parts right, but they did it wrong. In uh, the Killing Joke, who could you see being the Joker, like, and pulling that role off? That would be Heath Ledger. Even with the goofy side, because Heath Ledger to me, I, no, he, that would have had to have been Heath Ledger because. Yeah, that might have been goofy, but majority of the fucking story, the Joker was fucking dark in that shit. And I don't think that out of anybody that played the Joker, he would be the best one to pull that off. Technically, you know, and I know this is going to be bad. You know, I thought would do that if they did do the killing joke and give him a chance. Jared Leto. Oh, not with the, not with the, he can't have the gold. He can't have that, the tattoos everywhere. But it's already been ruined. I mean, it's like you can't, it's like he's, that's his Joker. I mean, it's just like you couldn't take Cesar Romero's Joker and take him and try to put him as a different version of the Joker. It's Jack just Nicholson's Joker would probably, because he had that, he had it somewhat, but he was old. I think that was the problem. But I mean, I'm just saying for that story, 
you would have to have the darkest version of the Joker you could get, and that would have been the Heath Ledger Joker because he was fucking insane. He was just fucking shit up. He would be the best one to put in that in that storyline. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think I just push against the grain because everyone's like, "Oh, Heath Ledger was the best," and it's like some of y'all didn't even see the Batman movie. But to I mean, really then know. again, but that's like I said, if you take Jared Leto and his his adaptation of the Joker. There's really no way that you could switch that over. There's, oh, shoot. I mean, what? We forgot Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix would have been the, the killing joke. I haven't seen that movie. He would have been the killing. He would have been the killing joke joker. Well, I haven't seen it, so, which I'm, I don't know why I haven't seen it. But I know. We haven't. We have HBO Max. It. So, I had to check it out and see. But as of right now, as of this recording, with me not seeing that, there would be Heath Ledger. Now, maybe that'll change. After I see the Joker, don't know. Probably but like, not. but I, but like I said though, it it couldn't be Jared Leto because the Joker that he portrayed is going to be the Joker that he's known for. Even if they revamped it and had him as a more traditional type Joker character, it's too late. It's like you already ruined it. It's just like if you took Ryan Reynolds and tried to make him Green Lantern, Green Lantern again, and it's just not going to work. It's just no. It's like, bro, let's just not even go there. Well, at the end of the Deadpool movie, he shot Ryan Reynolds, so he couldn't do it. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm just saying, though, this, once you have, once you've been in that in that role and you've had that adaptation of it, there's, you can't just go back on it. They can't just bring you back and be like, look, we want to bring you back as, you know, whatever this character is, but we're going to revamp it. We're going to change it. We're going to make it more like it, you know, more like the traditional way. It's just not going to work because whenever you look at that, you're going to be like, this is, you know, I remember when this motherfucker was doing this shit. So, yeah, I mean, I forgot all about Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. So, I mean, but I mean, everyone said he did a good job. No one still puts him above Heath Ledger because Heath Ledger is. Everyone say he's the pinnacle of Joker. He's the the he's the. That's it. Now, the one thing that I will say is that, you know, even though I haven't seen the movie seeing you know other roles that joaquin phoenix has played i could see it you know what i'm saying even without seeing the movie and seeing how he did it, it you know how he portrayed it i could see it because it's just well they said he took joker like it was a very i mean he took the origin story of the joker and if most people don't know the origin joke story of the joker was he was a guy who was kind of down on his luck he was a comedian guy and i mean i don't know if they tell this story in the movie but I mean, the basic story of Joker was he was just an ordinary guy who was just wanting to be a stand-up comedian, and people didn't find his jokes very funny. And, I mean, in the comic book one day, his wife had enough, took the kid took her, took her, the kid and left. And he comes home, he has nothing. He has no wife, no kid, nothing, no food. So then he turns to a life of crime. And so, basically, it, it goes back to that r- running meme that I keep seeing, like, uh... Imagine buying an eighth in the alley and Batman shows up and breaks your arm. Because it's kind of what happens with the Joker. The Joker's wearing the red hood. He pulls off this, you know, he's at Ace Chemicals because they're trying to rob the place or whatever. He's trying to get something. And basically, he's just like, he was kind of, I don't want to say he was innocent because he was there to, to help take part in the crime. The issue was he wasn't, like, trying to be a bad guy. He was just trying to get some money. He was trying to get some money to get his wife and kid back. And Batman. I mean, that's that you know, and that's 
true to life or why, you know, a, a lot of people that are sitting in jail right now have that same story. They was just doing what they felt like they had to do. And, and then Batman, you know, that he falls into a bed of acid. Now, it's not Batman's fault. Well, kind of, sort of. It's kind of one of those things where, you know, Batman wouldn't have shown up. The, the bridge wouldn't have got blown up. He wouldn't have fell in. Batman tried to save him. But the issue is, is, you know, it's one of those things where Batman is the reason why the Joker is around. But, I mean, I don't think Batman's in the Joker film. I think it's just basically telling it's like a guy who's down on his luck and he just goes crazy. You know, because I was told by a teacher many years ago, everybody's one bad day off from a workplace incident. Yeah, I had a teacher tell me that in high school one day. He wasn't lying because it's true. Everybody is one bad day off from going postal. I wouldn't do it. I'm not that one. I don't have that. I'm not one day off yet. But if you're in our group, let us know who's your favorite Joker and why. And if you disagree with us about Batman, tell us why you disagree about Batman. And if you think that George Clooney is a great Batman, defend your opinion. Because I want to hear it. And it might change my mind because I'm open to hearing opinions. Yeah, you're not going to change my mind. You're not going to... I'm open to hearing it. I'm at least open to hearing it. Yeah, I'll hear it, but it ain't going to change But you got to tell me if you think he's a better Batman, Bruce Wayne, or both. Or either one. I mean, I don't know. Because he wasn't. I'm sorry. Chris O'Donnell was... Alicia Silverstone was a better Batgirl than he was a Batman and Bruce Wayne. And I didn't... I I loved Chris O'Donnell. I thought he was a decent Robin. But also, we're going to talk about one day how Marlon Wayans was actually supposed to be cast as Robin in the films and still got paid, even though they didn't pick him. I think Joe Joe Schumacher took over the films from Tim Burton. Marlon Wayans still got paid for being in two movies that he was not in. We need to talk about that because man got paid and he wasn't even in the films. Burt Reynolds also got paid, too. And wasn't even in the films. Mm. I forgot who Burt Reynolds was supposed to play. But yeah, Burt Reynolds was supposed to be him and Marlon Wayans. And they got paid. Could See be, him as no. a Commissioner Gordon. Burt Reynolds? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because I'm trying to think of who else he could be. I see him as a Commissioner Gordon. He, he would have been a hard-ass Commissioner Gordon, though. He would have been a decent in the killing joke as Commissioner Gordon, no. Yeah. So, are there any games you've been playing lately, Mr. Chris? Uh, just, I've been playing Roblox with the kids. What game have you been playing on Roblox? It's a adaptation of One Piece. Fan made. Pretty decently made, which kind of made me want to look into... Um, coding and developing and using the Roblox uh, studio, which I gave it up pretty quickly because I'm like, yeah, this stop. No. You know, there's certain things that you start doing and you're like, yeah, this is just not me. And that's one of them. But, yeah. I mean, this has been fun, something different. And plus, I got to, you know, I've been able to play with the kids and help them out. And But, yeah, I mean, that's really been it for me. I haven't really been doing too much gaming lately besides that. Yeah, we've been 
I've been trying to chase an Xbox Series X, but no, to no avail. I'm going to get one one day. But um, I haven't really been playing any games either. Um, I've just been kind of watching TV more so than anything. Um, so now we're going to talk about a little bit of wrestling. And then we'll be signing off. It's probably, it's not a short episode, is it? Well, we're about at 50 minutes. So. Oh, okay. So we're about, about time. Okay, so... I don't know what's been going on in the wrestling world, for real. Um, people saying Ric Flair on the train, doing things that you shouldn't do on the train. Um, I the wrestling world has just been kind of weird lately. We got SummerSlam coming up. Emergence, Impact Emergence is tonight. NXT TakeOver 36 is Sunday. Um, Rampage is tonight smackdowns the go home before SummerSlam is tonight SummerSlam is saturday uh cm punk is supposed to be at the united center tonight although uh shout out to janelle from hr from jobber tier she posted on facebook today that they are still selling tickets for six dollars down there in for chicago at the united center i thought they were sold out I thought they was, too. I could have swore it's what JR said Wednesday night. That they were I trust out. Janelle from HR. She's yeah. pretty good on her stuff. So um, $6 tickets. I mean, it's up in the nosebleed section. So as we're recording this, you won't be able to make it there because it's it starts at – actually, you might be able to. It starts at 7 o'clock. And then Chicago's an hour behind us, and we're in 339 Louisville – or Louisville time, Eastern time. So if you're heading – by the time you get this episode – It'll probably be over, but still. They were selling $6 tickets, folks. Okay, so one thing we want to talk about is Bray Wyatt being let go. Aleister Black being let go. What do you think? And, oh, and Braun Strowman being let go. Uh, honestly, the one that hurt me the most was Aleister Black. Me too. Because, I mean, he he never got that push that he should have got. They kept him off TV for a minute. He was, you know, slated to come back with this, you know, this new Dark Father gimmick. And, I mean, it, he was there. He showed up just to get let go. And it's like, well, damn. Bray Wyatt... I mean, we haven't seen him since, what, WrestleMania? Mm hmm So, you know, he's been going through issues and, you know, his, his own personal demons and all that. So, really don't know what's going on with him because he's – he don't really talk about things. You know, a lot of them, they talk about what's going on on Twitter or Twitch or whatever they might be on. Bray Wyatt, he don't really say much. And whenever he does post something, it's always something cryptic, so – we don't know what's going on with him. Braun Strowman, I really didn't care that they let Braun Strowman go, honestly, because he lost that appeal a long time ago. The whole monster among men, that was dead and buried, and that was his bread and butter. And after they, you know, they, they turned him face, after they had him win the belt, after he had the feud with... Um, with the fiend when they had the you know the the feud with shane mcmahon it was like this whole mystique because that was what you was 
you was the big man flipping over ambulances and shit. And now you're getting beat up by, you know, dudes half your size. So, you know, they, that was just kind of over and done with. Yeah, so. like, but how do you have your best feud with Roman Reigns and you flip over the ambulance with Roman Reigns in it and you rip off their ambulance door and now you're getting slimed on TV? Um, I think Braun Strowman's coming back to WWE. I think he's going to be negotiated at a lower rate. A million dollars a year is a lot. Braun Strowman is not worth a Sorry, Braun Strowman. You're not worth a million dollars a year. Sorry, homie. You're not. Um, Bray Wyatt, and I've said this in multiple chats from Nall to Jobber Tears to whatever. I've been saying this. Bray Wyatt has been dealing with a lot over these last four years. He had a very public, um, messy divorce from his first wife. Which she aired out all their dirty laundry for everybody to see. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not mad at her. Because when you're a woman and you've been holding it down, you gave up your career. And the same thing I said about John Cena's ex-wife. You gave up your career and your livelihood to take care of this man. Be with him when he had not a dime to his name. Gave him money to be a wrestler while you were teaching. Then when y'all started having kids and he started gaining some traction, you stayed home. You for you forgo you forgave your for went your job, and now you're staying home taking care of the kids. Yes, you live in a nice house. Yes, it's in Florida. Yes, you have two beautiful children, but he's out here gallivanting with the ring announcer. I mean, I like Bray Wyatt, but that part I don't like. Because it's like, that woman took care of you, she held you down. And everyone was like, oh, she shouldn't have aired their dirty laundry. Well, when you're a woman scorned, or even when you're a man scorned, a lot of things go on social media that probably shouldn't. But when you're in your feelings and you're mad and you've had like three glasses of wine, anything goes. It's just like back in the day before social media, when you used to do the drunk dialing. It's the same thing. I mean, that happened, and then him and JoJo get together, I mean, under those circumstances. So now everybody knows that, you know, he's cheated on his wife with her. They have two kids back-to-back pretty quickly. And then, you know, Brody Lee dies. I mean, the man has dealt with a lot over the last four years. And, I mean, social media has not been kind to him. Some fans have, some fans haven't. So, to me, I I feel like... He may be taking a break from wrestling right now. Yeah, he's posting on Twitter. Yes, he's saying cult of the cult of Wyndham. And, you know, Braun Strowman tweeted out, welcome home, brother, or come home, brother, or whatever. We don't know what's going on. I don't think he's going to show up in AEW. Uh, a lot of people keep saying, oh, they're going to go up. They're not bringing Braun Strowman over to AEW. He's not their type of wrestler. Because my thing is, is, they have some big men, but look what they're doing with some of their big men over there. Nothing. Luchasaurus is the only one who's getting something. Lance Archer is like in New Japan pretty much at this point now. Because he was getting nothing. And I'm not ragging on AEW, and I'm sorry, you guys, if you fit. I know some people feel like that I'm an AEW. I, 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 I just rag on AEW a lot. Because I want to see them thrive. I want to see them do good. I don't want to see them fail. I want wrestling on five, six days a week. If I can watch it on TV, 
Plus, AEW makes WWE do better. Because WWE was stagnant for years. And me, because I have Stockholm Syndrome when it comes to WWE, I stayed and I watched. And I watched through the bad years. And then my thing is, is the bad years, Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, Eddie Guerrero, the man that we can't really say his name, Edge, they made it better. And this is when we lost our Stone Codes, our Rocks, and, you know, Triple H was in and out of injury. So it's one of those things where I'm not ragging. I, I'm critical of AEW, but on the flip side, I'm just as critical of WWE. So my thing is, is I don't think we're going to see Bray Wyatt anytime soon. He's yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Now, I mean, everybody needs, you know, everybody needs to take time off and, and need to break. And especially when you've been through, you know, a lot of the things that he's been through with some of its self-inflicted wounds. But, I mean, it still hurts nonetheless. Yeah, but it's one of those things is, you know, him and his wife have been divorced since, tw- I mean, the divorce is final in 2019. The breakup happened in 2017. It's like, we got to let it go. Yeah. And, I mean, if she has moved on and forgave him, even though she getting alimony and child support, if she's moved on and forgiven him, we should too. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where fans, I know we get invested in a, a certain athlete, superstar, whoever, but we got to... Let it be. We got to let it be. Um, Alistair Black hurt. I'm not even going to lie. That hurt. And when he showed up on AEW, I was like, okay. I don't know what they're going to do with him, though. They better do something with him. Don't waste him. Please, Tony Khan. I know you don't listen to people. I know you kind of listen because he kind of does listen to some podcasts. And I know you might not find us. You might find us one day while you're sitting in an airport reading a newspaper. Please, don't. Don't let Malachi Black, you know, don't let him get buried by Cody. Because I feel like Cody's coming back. Uh, After what happened, I I don't think that there's any way that they could bring Cody back to redeem himself off of that because Malachi squashed him. Homelander Cody got squashed? He got squashed. I don't know. Cody's off with 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 the baby and Brandy. Uh, but see now you're you're booking them against Arn Anderson's son. But who's gonna save? Who's saving Brock? Who's coming to save Brock? Arn. Ain't nobody coming to save him. Somebody said Ric Flair. I was like, y'all get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. Ric Flair ain't coming. If Ric Flair gets in that ring, um, uh, I I don't even know what I would do. But no. But I'm trying to think who's going to come and save him. Now, Bronson Reed getting released. Bronson Reed has been making it very known that he wants Miro and I'm for it. I'm all for it. Because at this point, Miro has not really been taken on. Don't get me... (sighs) His his run right now is not it, it's not I don't like it I don't like his run so far. I mean he took on um, what's the name Big Shotty whatever he, that kid calls himself. Mm-hmm. That was a decent match, but 
Miro hasn't really done anything too much memorable since he's gotten a bit, other than what he had with Darby Allen. But that also goes to booking, though. They haven't really been booking anyone against him worth note. You know what I'm saying? I thought Christian was going to go up against him, but no. He's Impact Champion now. No, we knew Christian was going for that top tier. He wasn't going for no TNT belt. But somebody's got to go. I mean, I'm trying to think of, if I'm racking my mind, who is it? Orange Cassidy? But no, because that's the thing. If you guys watched Rampage last Friday, Orange Cassidy was in the background as Jungle Boy and, and Luchasaurus and Christian was celebrating. Orange Cassidy's going for the Impact title, I bet. Bet. I don't think so. He was in the background, though. The, the, my thing about it is I think since they got the, the belt off of Omega and put it on Christian Cage, I think they're going to be in a place now to where it's really going to stay in-house at Impact. I don't think there's going to be any more AEW people going for that belt. At least not now. Yeah. I just thought it was where Orange Cassidy was in the background, like Snoopy. He didn't congratulate, but he had a look on, you know what I mean? He had his sunglasses on, so it was kind of like, I mean, I feel like that may happen, but, you know, you you could be right. Yeah, I mean, must. I just feel that that's the way they're going to go with it. think Moose is going to take the bet off of Christian. I don't think it's going to be Moose. I, I, honestly, I can't, I can't tell you who would end up taking it, but I... I want to say... Eddie Cena. I want to say I'm about 85% sure that it's going to be somebody on the Impact roster that takes that belt back. I think it's Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards Cena. Me, it might be. He's literally the John Cena of Impact. He can't do no wrong. He's consistent. I mean, I think he's in coasting mode at this point because he's hardly ever on Impact. Like, he was on there last night, but... I don't see Sammy Callahan, and I like Sammy Callahan though. Well, you heard that um, that Moxley um, trademarked yeah. their old tag team names. Yeah, the Switchblade conspiracies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're thinking maybe we might see. Uh, well, Moxley is supposed to have a. Uh, he was supposed to have a guest tag team person when he appears at somebody's wrestling show, um, but they won't say who it is. It's in October, mm-hmm. and it's Moxley versus, I forgot who he's taking on. He's taking on two other people. Oh, I forgot who it is. But everyone thinks it's Sammy Callahan, and they think they're going to do a reunion. But if he got the trademarks, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. But one thing before we go I want to talk about real quick is the whole Forbidden Door aspect. We're going to revisit the Forbidden Door aspect every couple of weeks. How do you think the Forbidden Door is working out? I think it's working out great for certain people. And it's backfiring on other people. And it's shitting on other people. Okay. So, the thing that... I just feel like Impact at this point, they're full of New Japan. um, A little bit of Ring of Honor. some, Some Ring of Honor. NWA impact at this point is full of a lot of stuff. And at this point, a lot of people are like NWA next is it next month or at the end, towards the end of this month, towards the end of this month, NWA is having their 70, 70th, 70th, 73rd, um, 
I guess it's going to be like their WrestleMania, but it's called NWA 73. Also, that same weekend, the women are having their own pay-per-view called Empower. And Deanna Perrazzo is defending her title against Melina. Um, the hottest free agent is what she's calling herself. Kiera Hogan's going to be on there. Um, there's a lot of people. Even Hollywood J, Haley J from OVW, she's gonna be there too. I don't, I don't like her voice. Um, I feel like Impact is just like there's too many. There, Impact, it, it just it's and it's like I said it, to me, it just seems like Impact is losing its own identity because it's letting everybody else come in and run them over. Yeah, because Finn Juice is over there. Um, Jay White is over there. And, I mean, Jay White tweeted out today, uh, see you in Chicago. Don't nobody know what that means. Yeah, so, I mean, with with Impact, it's just, it just almost seems like they, they, they made these deals with all these different companies, and it's not benefiting them. I mean, yeah, you might get a little bit of ratings here and there, but at the end of the day, it's not going to benefit you at all. Well, see, here's the thing. Um, I'm not a ratings person, but I do look at the different websites um, where everybody talks about the ratings. Since Kenny Omega has been on Impact, he has not moved. In, uh, he has not moved the needle. They are not getting. They're not getting a lot of viewers. I'm one of them. I'm probably like one of the eight, as Tony Khan said. I'm one of the eight people who's watching Impact. He has not moved the needle for them. So, honestly, you can't really say it's the ratings because he didn't do anything for them. No, I'm saying that that's what, the, that's what it was supposed to be. It was mm -hmm. supposed to be for a ratings boost. But, again, like I said, and I've been saying this whole time, it's not benefiting Impact. They, I mean, honestly, if you really look at it, there is no benefit for them at all. Really not, but... I think eventually the Forbidden Door is going to close. Everybody's going to go back to their prospective homes. And then WWE's going to be like, surprise, bitches. <laughs> and then open the door for MLW. So then we get, you know, Alex Hammerstone versus like, I don't know. I can't even, Cesaro, some, um, some shit. I don't know. But yeah, I can see that happening. I can see like everybody shutting the forbidden door. Tony Khan's like, you know what? Screw this. We're not doing this stuff anymore. Everybody goes back to their prospective homes. And then WWE's like, surprise, bitches, because we're like two years too late. And here y'all go. But if we get Jacob Fatu versus Roman Reigns, I'm not going to be mad about that. That's all I was about to say. You're going to have a contra invasion. That. <laughs> versus the bloodline. Because that's one thing I said about what, you know, with Contra Unit, they got a little bit of everything. And like, it, it don't matter what flavor you like, they got it. But here's, oh, they're worldwide. Fantasy booking right here, right now. I'm doing it. What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, like everybody says, The Rock comes back at summer, at uh, Survivor Series, takes on Roman Reigns. The Usos get in, and then there is no winner. There is no clear winner between The Rock and Roman. Because the Usos come in. And then Contra's music hits. And Jacob Fatu comes out. And then here comes the rest of Contra. Like Davari, all of them. What if that happens? And then we get The Rock involved. Contra is too damn deep. 
They would have to. They would have to scale that back because they are too damn deep. Well, no, we're not bringing the the death the death henchmen, the death security, whatever they call themselves, but the death squad or whatever they call themselves. But I'm talking about like we're bringing the main. Even without them, they're Shit, still they deep are, as yeah. hell. Oh, dude, it's only two people. Oh, dude, uh, I can't think of his name. The dude who normally talks, but he wrestles too. He can't get in. He has to be like a Roman. He would be him and Paul Heyman would be going back and forth with words. A, if that happened at Survivor Series, WWE would, people would be like, damn, Nick Khan knew what he was fucking doing. But then can Nick Khan now say that he's the only con man in this, in this industry? Just, I mean, if you guys are listening and y'all hear this, tell us what you think. If you think that if Contra and MLW invaded Survivor Series. What do y'all think? Do you want it to happen? Alex Hammerstone comes in looking like Thor. Taking on whoever. I don't even know who he would take on. Because he's just too damn big. But damn. Damn. Why'd you think of that? See, now I'm going to be thinking about it now. It's like, damn. You know what? What if The Rock is... Yeah. Man. Yeah, Contra is way too deep for that, though. Or I mean, maybe that's the maybe that's the twist of it is that, yeah, you have this beef between, you know, the Rock and the Bloodline, but here comes Contra, now they got to work together. Right. But then there's the other uh, annoy bro- the other annoy cousin that's over in MLW too. WWE should have never put it out there that they was in talks with MLW. Nick Khan, you should have never put it out there because now we want it. But MLW was teasing it in their little teaser that they said there was going to be an invasion, which I was thinking is more like Aztec Underground or Aztec Underground. But if that happens, man, just remember, you heard it here first on Sheer Geekdom that Mr. Chris said something about Contra, and then I, I pulled the trigger on it and said, hey, Survivor Series, what better way? Court Bauer used to be a writer for WWE. I'm just saying, let's put the pieces together. Let's, let's do it. All right, so now, this is episode 12. I don't even know what the title of the show's going to be called. It's always something random, just from the episode contra versus the bloodline hey it might be never know you're not gonna take it you never take any of my ideas what do you talk about majority of the time is something that you say and it's like oh well let me just throw it on there contra versus the bloodline it sounds like it sounds like a game it sounds like a old school game like hey contra that game versus the bloodline and all you know if bloodline was a game it probably was i think it was a bloodline game it's like a vampire game i don't know, I don't know. but yeah contra versus the bloodline all right, so Mr. Chris, where can we find you at on social media? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Christopher Lee. You can find me in the Sheer Geekdom group. Uh, yeah, that's about it for real. And he has a TikTok, but whatever. I haven't really been doing much on the TikTok, so. Uh, well, you can find me, BlackBarbie116, at... Um, I was going to say AOL, but no, I'm not on AOL. I used to be back in the day. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BlackBarbie116. 
Um, you can also find me on AL. God dang, I was going to say AOL again. I'm old. You can find me on Facebook as Ariel Cottrell. And you can also, I'm also in the Share Geekdom group. I post more than Mr. Chris does. And in a couple of weeks, um, I have a... I have two Barbies that are coming, so I'm going to do an unboxing video, and I'm going to put it on, I'm, we're going to make a YouTube page, and I'm going to put it on YouTube, but I'm also going to put it on the Facebook page. So yes, I'm going to be unboxing two Barbies that I ordered. One is a Repro, because I'm a, I'm a big fan of Mattel Repros, and then one is a, a, a body positive Barbie that I had to have. It was only 20 bucks, so, um, so look out for those. Um, any shout outs, Mr. Chris, that you want to do? Oh, just same as always shout out to anybody that takes the time to listen to us and you know i'd always appreciate that uh anybody that you know that that participates in the group and the kids that's about it okay so here's mine because mine's is longer um <laughs> shout outs to um first of all i'm gonna start with Oh, shout outs to our kids. Our kids are awesome. Um, they get on our nerves. We are keeping them home for virtual school instead of sending them back because we just don't trust COVID. So shout outs to them, even though they drive us nuts. Shout out to Bailey J. Um, Bailey J has gone back to in person, so we don't know where we're going to get our anime from. We may have to try to maybe move our schedule around to maybe when she's out of school or do a phone interview with her. So we're going to, we're, I swear, guys, we're going to bring back anime with Bailey J. So then she can spin off and get her own show. Yeah, Mr. Chris is looking at me. Probably she's gonna get her own show. Probably I don't know, but shout outs to Power Ups and Power Bombs. Um, we are back. We had our we um, our first our first episode of season two dropped this morning. Um, it's Friday, so it dropped today. Uh, it was just me and Drizzy. Um, Bernard has been working, so he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, but we will see him back. So, and also shout out to Bernard working hard at Best Buy. Um, shout out to The Ville Wrestling and Corey. Um, thank you again for inviting us to go see Caged Carnage and OVW. We are going to go back eventually. Shout out to the Jabba Tears podcast. Also, a big thank you for them. Um, Power Ups and Power Bombs, we were um, a sponsor at the Jobber Slam. Um, above, I think it's Above the Ring. It was a paper, it, they, they put on their own show that was at the end of July. It is now being it is now on the Title Match Network. Um, they are doing a seven-day trial. It is a two-hour show, um, so tune in. We were actually the sponsor of Trisha Dora. Um, and she put on a hell of a show. She did a really good job. She's a really great wrestler. Um, so follow her on social media. But thank you to them for letting us be sponsors for Power Ups and Power Bombs. Sure, Geekdom, we are going to be sponsors next time. So we're going to sponsor an athlete or we're going to sponsor one of the matches. Um, because we have to support each other. Support the people who support you. Um, so thank you guys again. Um trying to think shout out shout out to random digits podcast me and mr chris was on a couple of weeks ago they are also back too um they've got some great episodes um the ladies uh episode was really 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 good the ladies indulged a lot of things the guys episode was good too so make sure you check out random digits um podcast lynn and drizzy good people again 
thank you guys for all listening. Thank you for sticking by us. Um, we are sheer geekdom. Mr. Chris, do you got anything else to say? Nope. So we'll be back next week. I promise you guys we'll be back next week. So we are out. Peace.